Good morning, friends. Welcome to Daily Prayers. I'm Pastor Randall Friesen. Do you ever consider and get the sense that somehow in this relationship that we have with God, it becomes kind of a a battle, a bit of a battle between my will and God's will and what he wants for me and what I want for me? Well, today we're going to read from uh, Acts, Paul's uh, story of that battle and how it turned out for Paul. It's kind of a sobering thought, but we're going to uh, our daily prayers today. We're going to my utmost for his highest, Oswald Chambers' writings, and we're going to read a little short devotional that he made many years ago, and then we'll talk about that scripture passage and that idea of our will versus God's will. It is Friday today, and you made it through the week. Well done. It's good to see you looking so good. I don't know, sometimes Fridays, does Friday mean anything for you anymore? Like when I was, before I was a pastor, 30-some years ago, 40 years ago, Fridays were often, uh, yay, we made it to Friday. We got to Friday, school was done, or work was done, and we had two solid days off in a row. And how wonderful that could be. Two, two days off, that was just fantastic. And you look forward to it, you might stay up later on Friday night. Well, then I went into ministry, and those days were behind me, and they've been long since behind me. So here we are, and I'm wondering, do you do anything fun on the weekend? Are you going to do anything fun this weekend? Today around here, we have a funeral that will be a, a, a big affair in terms of time and hours, etc., etc. It will be this afternoon, and this morning I have some online board meetings to take care of. Uh, out of Chicago, so that will be, uh, hopefully, go quickly. But on this day in history, did you know that today, in in, uh, uh, in 1238, (laughs) in 1238, the Battle of the Sit River, Mongol forces of Batu Khan overcame Russians under Yuri II near Yaroslav in Russia, Ending Russian Resistance. On this day in 1238, there was fighting going on with the Russians at that time. On this day, 1665, English King Charles II declares war on the Netherlands. On this day in 1665. When I go back and I read on this day in history, some of that stuff, so much of it is political. So much of it is war-related and fighting-related. And this battle's going on, and that fighting between nations is happening. It ought not to surprise us of what's happening these days in, in Europe, in Russia, in, in Ukraine. It shouldn't surprise us, but it does. And it shocks us because we haven't had such an event like that, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, I believe, for many years, probably. World War II, possibly. We haven't seen such violence. We haven't seen a nation try to take over a nation for many years now, and we thought we had learned our lessons. But I read this to remind us, no, this is a regular occurrence. As long as there will be humans on this earth, there will be nations invading nations. There will be nations fighting nations. There will be be wars. There will be rumors of wars. Now, that doesn't say we shouldn't be praying right now for these, this place on this earth and these people and these nations. I want to encourage you and challenge you to be praying for these nations and that God would intervene and bring peace to stop the, 
the innocence, the, the death of innocent lives and children. And it's, it's a horrific thing that's happening. And you, as people of God, have access to prayer. Be praying in these days. Be praying. Yes, wars will always be with us. They have been and they will be. But you need to be, we need to be praying about these things, okay? And before this got all sober and heavy, I wanted to pull this one out too. In 1877, Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky's ballet Swan Lake has its world premiere by the Bolshoi Ballet in Moscow. That was the first ballet I ever saw. I think it was grade six when we went down in Saskatoon down to the Centennial Auditorium. And I think it was the Royal Winnipeg Ballet doing uh, Swan Lake. And we got to see that and how impactful it was for me as this kid from the prairies. This music and this dance was quite amazing. It was quite impressive for me to see that. So much so that later on when we lived in Winnipeg and pastor there, we had the chance to have season's tickets to the Royal Winnipeg Ballet at a very cheap price. And we grabbed them and we we loved that year, going to the ballet once a month or whatever it turned out to be. It was, it was a treat, a delight. On this day, 1877, Swan Lake debuted, debuted. We want to go to uh, my utmost for his highest, Oswald Chambers' uh, kind of thoughts for today. And so we're going to read from, before we do that, we're going to read from Acts 20, verse 18 to 24. And this is Paul almost giving his final sort of thoughts and words. When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured the trials that came to me from the plots of the Jews. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear either publicly or in your homes. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul has this sense of doom and the Spirit is warning him. The Holy Spirit has been warning him, as he will do, that jail, imprisonment, awaits him and waits for him. But Paul considers his life worth nothing, if he can complete his task, given to him by Almighty God himself. You know, it's an epic thing to see the courage happening in Ukraine right now, the, the courage and the boldness in people. It's an amazing thing to watch people rise to defend their nation and their people and their freedoms. It's an amazing thing to see. Here we have Paul who is taking a stand and saying, yeah, I know what lies ahead, but I'm going to have courage because I have been called by God into doing this work, into this activity, into, into fulfilling this calling. Sometimes for you and for me, we, we, choose rather to, we, we prefer to choose our own will and our own plans and our own wants and needs over and above what God has called each of us to be about. 
And there's certainly callings throughout the scripture that he expects of us and wants us to be aware of. But we sometimes say, well, a common sense would say I shouldn't do this or that, or, or I want to do this or that with my life. And God's calling us to something else. Paul's wrestled with that, and he's already laid his own will down. This makes some other people crazy around him that he's so focused on what God has called him to be about. He's so uh, focused and, and going to do what God wants him to do. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. God has called Paul for, forward into this ministry. So let's just do a little read here of what Oswald says. Is this true of me? It is easier to serve or work for God without a vision, without a call, because then you're not bothered by what he requires. Instead, common sense, covered with a layer of Christian emotion, becomes your guide. You may be more prosperous and successful from the world's perspective, and you will have more leisure time if you never acknowledge what God wants you to do. But once you receive a commission or a call from Jesus Christ, the memory of what God asks of you will always be there to prod you on to do his will. You will no longer be able to work for him on the basis of common sense. He's saying, once you've heard from God, you've got to do what he calls you to do. You must. What do I count in my life as dear to myself, as stuff I want to do? If I have not been seized by Jesus Christ and have not surrendered myself to him, I will consider the time I decide to give God and my own ideas of service as dear, as important. I will also consider my own life as important to myself. But Paul said that he considered his life important so that he might fulfill the ministry he had received, and he refused to use his energy on anything else. This verse shows an almost noble annoyance by Paul at being asked to consider himself. He was absolutely indifferent to any consideration other than that of fulfilling the ministry he had received. Our ordinary and reasonable service to God may actually compete against our total surrender to him. Our reasonable work is based on the following argument which we say to ourselves, Remember how useful you are here, and think how much value you would be in this particular type of work. That attitude chooses our own, our own uh, consideration, our own judgment, instead of Jesus Christ, to be our guide as to where we should go and where we should be used the most. Never consider whether or not you are of use, but always consider that you are not your own. You are his. That is the crux of the matter. We want what we want, and we want to shape it in the ways that we want to shape it, but we are not our own. We are his. Live like we are his. That's the challenge we present, and the Word of God presents to us today. As I pray out loud, would you pray with me quietly in these next few moments? Let's pray together. Father, we need to remember how we are yours you're not ours. We don't do what we want because we've come into contact with you. We've met with you, Father. And now we consider ourselves yours. At your disposal, at your will, to do whatever you would have us to do, whatever the cost in leisure, whatever the cost in finances, whatever the cost in 
living places and doing certain works and certain things. We give ourselves to you, Father, and we recognize again that that is the most important thing. So, Father, for my friends, and today I ask you would give us courage to live out that way, our faith, to live out our faith in that way, to walk with you each day uh, as your servants, as obedient servants, not as wanting to accomplish our own will or whatever makes sense to us, but whatever makes sense to you. I pray you would bring that home to us today and remind us of the importance of that. And we do pray for these brothers and sisters first, and then these people of, of Russia and Ukraine, that whole part of the world today that's hurting. Lord, there are many other places of the world that are in war and tumult today, but we especially this morning pray for this part of the world that peace would be brought there, Lord, that less people would die, less children would be orphans, less people would be homeless, Lord God. Have your mercy there. Bring some peace to that part of the world today, we pray. And we pray together as you taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Friends, as we finish this week and go into the weekend, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both this day and the days that are to follow. Amen. Remember that Jesus loves you. Receive and soak and bask in his love today for you. He's going to go with you into the weekend. He does care about you, and he cares about your choices. Let's continue to make faith-filled choices, as Paul did. If you want to contact me, if you want to send me a prayer request or a note, you can do that. You can always email me at uh, thefieldpastor at gmail.com. And, of course, you can come see the videos here at thefieldpastor.com which is our YouTube channel. I hope you have a good weekend. Have some fun. Do something fun out there, okay? The things are opening up. Get out of your house a little bit. Go for a walk. Do something fun and engaging this weekend. And Lord willing, we'll see you Sunday morning for worship. You're all, you're all invited back here Sunday morning for worship at 1030 in the morning. And of course, Lord willing, we'll see you again Monday morning next week for some more daily prayers. But for now, take care. Bye-bye.